Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch community, and welcome to episode 112 of the 167 podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church. And as always, I'm with my good friend, our media pastor, Josh Harrell. Hey, Josh. Hey, Shannon. How's it going? It's going fantastic. We're getting close to the number that Mallory says we have to stop at. <laughs> we have to stop the 167 at 167. That's what she says. <laughs> I was like, well, listen, little girl. But, you know. <laughs> Um, no, it's going good. Um, how about you? How's it going with you? It's pretty good. Um, I got a, I got some story time. Story time with Joshua. Yes. Okay. So, okay. Just so the listener knows, when he walked in the office today, he said, Woo, do I have some host chat for you? And I said, don't say anymore. I'm just going to wait when well, you tell us all. I time. want to tell my side of the story before Kara tells <laughs> oh! everybody. She's already told our community group. Oh! Okay. So I've okay. got to tell my story. Okay. With no interruptions from I'm going to text her right now and be like, Kara, what do you have to say about this? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. So I'm no one's like, I'm not a great cook. Okay. But I do okay with like certain things. Mm-hmm. Well, during Christmas break and yesterday, I've almost burned down my kitchen twice. <laughs> oh, dear. So, all before Christmas break, Adeline was, like, pestering to make rock candy. Like, she wanted to make rock candy. Okay. I, I don't really... I've heard of it. I don't know. So, basically, what you do for rock candy is you take one cup of sugar, three mm. cups of water. Okay. And however much you do want you to like do with boil that. boil it? And or? you boil it. Okay. Well, I make I have this concoction, and while I'm waiting on the sugar water to boil, mm-hmm. I'm getting my cups ready with the, like, sticks I'm going to stick in the cups, and you got to... Because you got to let it set for, like, seven days. Oh, wow. Okay. This is involved. Yeah. All right. Rock candy is an involved thing. Okay. But she saw it on kids' YouTube, so she wanted to do it. Yep. That's the, that's the danger. That's yep. the gateway. And so I turn around, literally for a second and a half, the mm-hmm. sugar water was not boiling, and then I turn around and sugar water is all over the entire stove. Oh, geez. Do you have gas or electric? Electric. Okay. But. Mm, okay. And so I've covered the entire stove in sugar water. Mm. And you know when that, like, it's scalding hot, so you can't touch it. Because Uh if you touch it, like if if I try to clean it up, I might get it on my hand, and then you can't get it off. And that's how you get, like, really Really bad bad burns. burns. Yeah. So I basically just turn the stove off and move all the hot stuff that has a handle that's not covered in sugar into the sink so I can get that water. Mm. Okay. (laughs) It burnt sugar all over the entire glass top oh no yes oh no yes it took two days of scraping (laughs) to get all that sugar off was this yesterday this started no 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 this This was this was like in the first oh this was a couple days of christmas oh this was christmas break wow yeah there's two instances and the second one was yesterday you haven't you didn't okay i i thought you might have confessed that sooner but okay well i thought it was a one-off and yeah. then yesterday happened. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so all I know is uh, my my thought is as you're telling me about this first experience is I'm, I guess the second part of the story is going to be and then you woke up during the night and your house was moving because ants just came in and moved 
No, no, <laughs> they no. came for the sugar, and like your entire house is just like being carted off by a colony. No, because okay. burnt sugar is disgusting. Nobody okay. wants that. All right, there's all like right. a brown sheet of glass over my glass cooktop. That's great. Fast forward to yesterday. Okay. So I'm kind of on this health kick, mm-hmm. as I am usually every January. Mm-hmm. But I have a trip that I'm trying to kind of get in shape for. Mm-hmm. So me. <laughs> well, I decided I wanted. Kara makes this really good, like sweet potato mash or something with sausage and stuff. Mm. So uh, I went and bought some chicken sausage mm-hmm. and bought some sweet potatoes, and I was going to make it for myself. But I didn't have a lot of time, and mashed potatoes aren't fast. Mm, no. So I was going to do it in the microwave. So, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how long to cook a sweet potato in the microwave for. Six to seven minutes. Okay, so I <laughs> use the Google. <laughs> And Google says, score your sweet potato. Wrap it up in a wet paper towel. Mm, I just throw mine in the microwave. <laughs> and it says, cook for eight minutes. Uh-huh. Flip it over. Cook it for another eight minutes. Okay. And I'm cooking something in the air fryer. I'm cooking my sausage in the air fryer. Uh-huh. And I, everything's good for the first eight minutes, and then I turn it over. And then um, I'm start the second eight minutes and then i'm watching my stuff in the uh, air fryer because sausage with the amount of grease that can be in it you know that starts a fire pretty quickly you got to watch that okay yeah and then we're limiting you to like like bread and bologna from here on out but go ahead and so i turn around and (laughs) for one one and a half seconds again yeah Well, I mean, there might have been two <laughs> minutes left on this, but I smelled something. I was like, that doesn't sound, that doesn't smell good. Oh, no. And I turn around, and there's like a ball of flame uh-huh. in my microwave. Was it the paper towel? I don't know. At this point, it, Paper you, towels can, can can't spark tell, and stuff. You can't tell if it's a paper towel or a potato at this point. It's all just... Because it's been like 16 minutes at yes, this point. I, oh, I my put God. A, <laughs> and my house still smells like burn. <laughs> So nothing was damaged. Okay, that's uh, good. The cooktop is clean. Cooktop is clean. The microwave just smells like yes. a fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. but other than that, everything is fine. I haven't burned the house down or anything. <laughs> but Kara's not very happy. <laughs> Has she banned you from cooking? No. When? <laughs> but I might just be stuck to like the grill. Yeah. And the grill outside. Yeah. 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 And then just non non cooking like like bread and bologna or something. Yeah, yeah. stuff I can just like I can mm. cook at places I can easily get a water hose. To. So I'm curious, why is this side of your story does does Kara's version just have you posed as just this wildly irresponsible? Like, are you like the chef on the Muppets? You're like Morshidorfidor, and you're just not. Yeah, when she tells the story, I sound like the Swedish <laughs> chef. Like I sound like an idiot. And she's not a hundred percent wrong. Not wrong. <laughs> But it's not like I... Oh, my goodness. It's not like I was like, forgot what I was doing and went and did something and then came back and was like, oh, it's in flames. It's yeah, like, I'll I looked... take a nap while I... I looked away for just a minute uh-huh. and something was on flames. Yeah. So. Well, I'm, I'm glad that all's well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have not burned anything yet. Knock on wood. I've not... Um, Drew has not. So the plan is for us not to. So... Yeah. Mallory's in this ramen stage of her life no burning there either oh i've I've caught ramen on fire before wow um okay boil the water out just stop yeah stop 
Just stop it. <laughs> stop it. Um, so uh, we are recording the day after the national championship game. Yep. Uh, it was real. It was a nail biter. No. <laughs> I mean, I knew it wouldn't be. I just was uh, I not expecting. Know. Yeah, I didn't know. I, I thought I thought TCU might do better. I knew Georgia was going to play awesome, and I had a pretty good idea they were going to win. But I I really thought TCU would have done better. And the sad part is, is people would be like, they're horrible. They really aren't. They did no. not. They were intimidated. They they walked in scared to that yeah, stadium. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, even the coach called it. Like yeah, at halftime, he's like, yeah. Like he's, yeah. I think he said they have to quit playing scared. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, yeah, but it was a for for the Georgia fans out there. It was a awesome. Um, I mean, two year, two year run. Yeah. I mean, and who knows what next year will be? But yeah, and Stetson Bennett. It was. Hey, that's a great story. That is a great story. Yeah. Uh. From from obscurity to being told he wasn't good enough to. To finalist on the Heisman twice and. Yeah, twice was it twice? Did. Didn't he make the ballot once? I last don't remember year? last year, but I, I know he was, was this a, year. Yeah, he might have made the ballot last year, not a finalist. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, two-time national championship in a row. I mean, that's the first time it's happened in the playoff system. Uh, Alabama, isn't it? One was, was, oh, was BCS. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And then I want to. I think I'm. I haven't looked this up, but I think this is a pretty fair assumption that this was the biggest. Uh, lopsided, lopsided yes. playoff game. Yeah, in the BC, in the in the bowl championship or yeah. in the playoff system. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So anyway, yeah, good game. So for all the dogs fans, I yeah, know they're super. I don't know if I'd want to pay everything to get to LA Heck and the ticket. No, to have no. a win that big. No, like I'd enjoy. Oh well, I mean, I just yeah, I, I'm, I'm a homebody, so yeah. just going. I'm like, nope. I mean, I'd like I'd like to go to a national championship once. Maybe, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I like, I like the I like the replay. I like the no crowds. I like my own bathroom, like right there. Yeah. Um. There's just a lot of perks to. So watching Oklahoma the game State makes it. You you wouldn't think about it. If Oklahoma State were played in a national championship and it was in like the, the south. East, you know, mid southeast. I would, I, I would look at going, but yeah. it depend on the cost. Yeah, it's it just the 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 comparison, the the cost and the time mm-hmm. and the experience is it worth it for me? But I'm, you know, if you had asked like thirty year old Shannon, I'd been like, heck yeah, I'm going. So yeah. you know, whatever. I, I'm surprised tickets are so expensive because there was a lot of empty <laughs> not, seats. Everything's expensive. Yeah, but there was a well, lot but look of empty at the, seats. You have Georgia and. Tech, I mean, so Texas Christian was really far away from L.A., and then you double that for Georgia. Yeah. So. But, like, when Jacksonville is terrible, they yeah. pay you to go to the games, yeah. and you still can't. <laughs> Here are 30 free tickets. It's just me. No, please, take 30 free tickets. Um, so let's jump into today's conversation. Okay. Mostly because I have a Zoom meeting to go to after this podcast. Fair enough. Um but uh, so we, I shared on Sunday, basically in two different, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Two different settings. settings thank you. Um, about the word for the year. So if you missed the message on January eighth, um, I encourage you to go listen. I really do. I mean, it's not like we want you know. Let's get all. 
I encourage you to go listen to the January 8th message. Um, it was really good. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that I, ju- I truly feel like the Lord has given to me kind of as a response to just something I've seen, which is the whole deal that I shared on Sunday morning. So that was the first setting was just that the church is scattered. We are scattered. Um, the church has been scattered. COVID uh, made it more apparent. I think the church was already scattering. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, commitment and importance of gathering as a church was diminishing pre-COVID, yeah. but it just really just, it gave everyone like a hard, like it gave them an out. A line to be like, I'm done or I'm, I'm yeah. less. And so I it talked gave them about an acceptable out. Yes. Yes. That's a good, good point. So I shared about that, about how scattered we are. So my word for the year, my pastoral word for the year for the church is that we are going to gather. Mm -hmm. And so um, if people were tired of me saying community before, you're well, good, because now you're just going to hear me say gather. No, because I'll talk about gathering in community. But gather is the word for the year. It is the focus um, pastorally. Uh, for me and thus our staff uh, in what we're doing and how we're doing it and us considering how are we equipping our church to gather more or more intentionally, um, you know, all those things. Mm-hmm. In um, like a hundred different ways. Yeah, yeah, not just about Sunday service. Which is, which is to me, was the biggest takeaway. Yeah. Gather, but not just talking about corporate worship. Correct, right. Not like, hey, let's get a high attendance Sunday, you Yeah. Know? kind of thing yeah so it's it's so much more about gathering in a, in a way that's intentional and like you said in a lot of different ways basically in everything we're doing and more that we will be doing with the understanding of we're gathering but we're gathering for a purpose you know one of the things i said sunday and i honestly looking back on it i i wish i'd given more emphasis to it um was that the problem is not that we don't know how to gather. It's not that we don't want to gather because as people, as human beings, we gather, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we find reasons to gather. A lot of people gathered last night to watch yeah. a game, you know. Um, the problem is, as Christians, we have forgotten why we gather mm-hmm. as, as believers, as yeah. followers of Jesus. And so, therefore, we, I think we relegate why we gather for church or if we go to community group or have one or if our kids come to you know porch kid stuff or student ministry stuff or you know other things you know serving you know that kind of stuff um if we do that we kind of relegate it to the other things that we do in our life mm-hmm. like they have to the, for, it's it's all the same it's just mm-hmm. something else that we do. do um sorry i cut you off but and, and so sometimes it's like we have to make sure that uh, the church gatherings fit into that schedule of everything else. Oh, for Otherwise, sure. the church gets bumped. Well, yeah, and and then, you know, if we don't remember why we gather, which is that God created us for community. He is, was in, com- is in community. Um, he created us in community, and he gave us the church to be in community. And it's through the, the community relationships where people are drawn to him and where they grow in their relationship with him. You cannot grow as a Christian on your own. We were talking about that yesterday in staff meeting. Yeah. Um, and so it's when we forget that, uh, when we forget why we gather as Christians, then we just relegate anything that is available to do or to be a part of or to start or whatever as, as Christians, as the church, 
Um, it's just another thing. And then, because we've forgotten why, well, because the, something else might be a little more fun or a little mm-hmm. more exciting yeah. or um, other people are more excited about it, then it just starts to get bumped down, like you said, and then mm-hmm. bumped down and bumped down. And before you know it, it's, gone. it's not only just a, this is a filler in my schedule of life, it becomes a an obligation and then maybe even a resentment. Mm-hmm. And like we were just saying, when COVID hit, what's the, what is the statistic? How many people left the church once COVID hit? Uh, originally, you, it was a third yeah. at 33%, and now it's sitting at 35 to 37%. Really? So it's gone up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at a minimum, a third of the people who were, air quotes, engaged in the church um, just stopped engaging. Mm-hmm. And and it, and I think for, the, for a lot of those people... It was because it just, you know, their gathering with the church became, it's just something I'm supposed to do, I guess. I don't know. And yeah. just on and on and on. And, um, yeah. Well, and, and it's kind of, it's it's a neat thing that's come out of COVID is that you've given up things that you were doing because of an obligation. Yeah. Or yeah. you were giving up things just be you didn't really know why you did it. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, you don't do those things. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of people... Because they never really plugged in yeah. to the faith body. They never, like, church was one of those things, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Now, and you can, and you can, I'm thinking of examples of people that weren't really plugged in to the church that aren't here anymore because it was an obligation or you were doing it to make someone else happy and stuff like that. So, but it's, and it's not just church that this has happened to. On the other side of COVID, it's an entire mental shift about people not doing things because they feel obligated or um, that's mandatory. They have to, for them to do something, there there has to be a passion for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that um, what what we're seeing mm-hmm. is the people that are, are no longer here, A, have either lost the passion for church mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or have lost... Um, I, no, it's just the passion for it. Well, it's, yeah, I, and and I would just take that straight back to the, um, you know, kind of like when you see, unfortunately, like a married couple get divorced mm-hmm. or their their marriage, you know, dissolves. Uh, I, a lot of times, I mean, at some point, they forgot why they said I do. Yeah. Um, and I think you see that in anything. You know, there's that term you've, I'm sure you've heard, called the Great Resignation. Yeah. And it was how so many people in the COVID era decided, you know what, I'm not doing this job anymore. Like mm-hmm. this is not bring me, this is not bring me joy or passion. This is not what I'm doing. Um, they started to work at home, um, and they realized they could get what they were doing in the office done at home and still have that kind of flexibility. And then when their employer said, okay, time to come back, they were like, no. And depending on who you worked for, they were like, okay, cool. Keep doing what you're doing or no, you must. And they were like, okay, well then I'm out. Yep. And there was this great resignation. And that's mostly about the employment era. But I would say that we, the church, capital C, um, worldwide, um, and most definitely, uh, you know, America, uh, North America, just based on the surveys and stuff mm-hmm, we know mm-hmm. of, um, there was the great resignation, or as I've kind of thought of as the great excuse. You know how mm-hmm. we, sometimes when someone gives you an excuse for not being somewhere, it's like, oh, yeah, you don't even question it. Like, so, you know, you're having a birthday party, but someone's, you know, relative passes away. You're like, 
no get it yeah you i'm not even i understand go do what you got to do you know uh you know something like that happens i think for a lot of people they they pulled this card out of out of their pocket um you know as people return back and it was like covid Mm -hmm. and and it could be i had covid i'm afraid i'm afraid i'm gonna get covid someone in my family has covid and listen oh goodness gracious i want to be careful here i don't want anyone to think that i am downplaying the the horrible impact that that um you know pandemic has had and continues to have an effect on a lot of people oh yeah i mean there are a lot of people who have residual Mm -hmm. issues from Mm -hmm. what they experienced a year or more ago and then there's you know little iterations that keep popping up you know that they're hopefully prayerfully you know they're not as um I don't know, powerful, I guess, yeah. if you will. I'm not too good with my medical terms. And I don't want to downplay that at all. But I think just like the great resignation because of what COVID did, the great excuse um, came with in regard to the church mm-hmm. for a lot mm-hmm. of people. And um, it just in mass, I mean, at least a third, if not more so now, yeah. um, that they are seeing. Um, I got to mention this. So um, I'm working uh, the girls' Christmas walk this weekend. So right. it's the high school uh, Christmas weekend. And so we had practice last week. And that's when the, those who are going to be sharing talks on the weekend go through them. And <clears throat> so the there's there's some clergy that are on the walks and then just, mm-hmm. you know, everybody. So I'm sitting there with the clergy and we're, we're listening to someone's talk. And there's a... That you get an outline. There's there's certain talks that are given. It's not like all willy nilly. It's like there's fourteen talks. You're gonna do this talk. There's an outline for each talk, and they go in a succession, and they're very purposeful and scriptural, and and yeah. they build upon each other. So it's really good. Um, and so there's this one particular talk, and and I've heard it for years. But in the talk, there's an example given, and um, it's an example of and. <laughs> Every year, except for this year, because we didn't, Drew and I did not have a fire in our fireplace this year because we just never got to it. And then Mm -hmm. when it was really cold, we were living in our new house and our new house, we have to have our chimney done before we can have a fire. So so I'm getting to the point. Every year that we'll have, I do this every year, a couple of times a year when we have a fire. I'm like the fire maker at our house, Mm. kind of like you, but not on the kitchen stove in the fireplace. I do the fireplace too. (laughs) So, and I would, I would do the little version of this, of the chrysalis. Also, it happens on Emmaus story where it talks about, um, a burning ember fellow that was burning, you know, red, hot coal, you know, whatever piece of wood, it falls away from the fire. And as it spends time away from the fire, it slowly loses its glow and it fades out and it turns to black. Mm-hmm. And so the, the emphasis of the story is that a pastor comes to visit one of their church members who they hadn't seen in a few weeks and they go to visit them because they're concerned about them and they don't say a word they just sit by the fire and after a moment the pastor picks up that ember that had fallen away with the tongs and puts it back into the fire and it glows again and it catches back up and then the church member says thank you for that fiery sermon i'll be back at church this sunday <laughs> and leaves and it's just one of the stories where the you know the idea of it's cute and whatever i mean it's i get it kind of but as i was listening to that 
this time, I leaned over to a friend of mine, a clergy team, Mike Mobley, and I said, Mike, I said, you know, in this time frame that we're in, it would be more like um, if we went and saw someone who hadn't been there in a few weeks and we said that, they'd be like, no, no, I'm still there. Remember, I'm I'm like in charge of the board or or I'm, I'm in charge of the staff or something yeah. like that. And it's like because it was just a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Right, the, the, that story was written in a time when, you know, people were engaged and they gathered in the church. Mm-hmm. And, and so, if you weren't there for a couple of weeks, and of course, someone's going, "Yeah, Shannon, so you need to go visit people when they don't show up to church." I'm like, "That's also another time as well." That's a different so. podcast. Um, <laughs> but you you mentioned it in your sermon, and I want to or mm-hmm. either your sermon or with the serve teams. I can't remember which, which, which So we've setting. talked about one setting. We haven't mentioned the second setting, but yeah. But you mentioned what the um, average attendance of a mm. modern churchgoer is. You mean con- if you're considered a regular church attender? Mm-hmm. 1.5 times a month. Well, I don't know how you do the... I guess maybe you get it in the middle. No, I'm just kidding. That's just an average. Mm-hmm. 1.5 times a month is considered... Um, average mm-hmm. you're a regular church attender yep um it was um it was three to four for a long 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 time it was three three to four when i up until like 17 or 18 yeah i th- i think yeah i would say i would have guessed two to three but i didn't see or look at any stuff just just based on what i had seen mm-hmm. but um yeah it was already declining but yeah, yeah, yeah. so so um so that was the first setting. So we talked about gathering, and that's something that people are going to hear about all year. Um, one of the things I didn't take the time uh, or didn't have the time really on, on Sunday morning to share, but I think it's interesting, is um, what it actually means to gather, right? Um, the Oxford Dictionary gives this definition of gather, and and really, each of these, it's a verb, each of these apply to the porch in some way, in my opinion. Um, the first is it's it's to come together. It's to assemble. So, and that's, I think, the first one most of us think of when we hear the word gather. That's, what, that's where we go. The other one is, the other definition is to bring together and take in from scattered places or sources. Um, so that's like, Hey, everyone is scattered or everything is scattered. Let's bring it in. Let's, let's kind of huddle up together. Um, a third definition is to collect like the harvest. Um, so you gather the harvest in the fourth is to infer or to understand. So someone might be like, so I gather that you are la 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 la. Yeah. Uh, and then the fifth is to summon up one's thoughts or strength for a purpose. So you say like someone gathered the courage, you know, and then the sixth, and it's kind of my favorite in regard to like imagery, it means to draw and hold together by running a thread through it. So it'd be like a fabric or part of a garment. You would gather up that, you know, piece okay. of fa- yeah. uh, fabric. And to me, that is something, you know, just the imagery of it. You know, I've said this many times when we talk about the scriptures, but you look from Genesis to Revelation, and there is a thread that runs through it of God's great love for us, of his pursuit of us, of his desire to reestablish relationship with us. And there's that thread that runs through it. So I, I really appreciate these um, 
these definitions. And these are just definitions for a word that have nothing to do with the church or with God. But you can take each one of these definitions and see how they are um, they, they come alive in regard to the body of Christ, the church gathering, you know? So what I really, you know, this is, this is something, again, I didn't take the time to share this on Sunday, but, um, you know, when I've shared my story, I'm pretty, I know I've shared that, that, um, I knew my call was to teach and I didn't know exactly how that played out at first. I thought it was education, you know, like going back to school. Um, I knew my call was to teach. Um, I felt, I heard that word. I, I knew that word. And with that came, um, this just intense desire to help people, number one, connect to God, and number two, to connect with one another because of God. That has always been, always been something. I'll say this, even before I was a believer, I wanted to help people connect to each other or to connect to a purpose. And it just wasn't always like, you know, like glorifying or edifying. Yeah. You know, it might be a party or whatever or, a you know, just something stupid. But but I always wanted, you know, I remember like in high school, like we, my senior year especially, it was like Shannon's Land. Like there was like some property that my family had and that became the place people went. So I wanted to gather people together for, you know, but it was not for Jesus. Um, But but so I, this is like, I, I believe that, God designed me to to have have that desire within me to gather people together and to have them connect with one another. Mm-hmm. And I and I believe He did that as a calling in my life. And so when I finally said yes to Jesus, it's like the the switch was flipped, and it was like, oh, this is what this is about. This is what the, so like as a uh, <laughs> you know when we talk about gathering, here's the thing. Um, that and I've mentioned this before too, but it, it goes in line with this is like as soon as I became a believer, I mean really I was four, five week old believer, mid twenties, twenty four years old. Yeah. And I was like, I gotta get people together. I gotta I gotta t- we got I gotta tell people about this. Not not about me. I gotta tell them about God. Right. I, I want to gather people together. Um and so I we didn't have text and we didn't have email, so I had to call people um, or talk to them face to face. And I was like, "Hey, I, I'm going to have people over to my house, and we're gonna we're gonna look at the Bible together." Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't even know if I called it a Bible study, right? Because I don't know if I knew what that was. Yeah. Um, and I had no idea what I was doing. Like, really, no idea what I was doing. I just knew like God. And so I was using like the table of contents at the beginning of the Bible, the fine books of the Bible. But I wanted people to gather. Okay, so, and and I say this is why I tell pe- I'm telling y'all this right now because for so many of us, when we talk about the prospect of gathering, one is okay. The church is meeting on Sunday at ten thirty or whatever time church meets. You know. I can go to that. But when you start talking, Shannon, about gathering with other people and it requires me to do the gathering or plan the gathering or, you know, think about that, that I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. Or even engage. Right. Or I'm not going to like, why would I show up if Josh was having people like, you know, and we try and talk ourselves out of it. And it's not. This is we again, we gather we, we don't need to come up with reasons to gather. We are people who gather. And so when we talk about that, I, I just, 
I want people to gather. I've, I've committed my life to this, you know, t- 29 years so far of I want people to gather together uh, in the name of Jesus for us to, to, to lift his name up. I want people to know that. I want people to know that God is the answer through Jesus Christ. Um, so, so, okay, point being, <laughs> I don't know what the point was. So the, the point of that is that th- the prospect of gathering is not difficult and one, we're going to do this as a church. We're going to be very intentional about this sharing this. And so I'm an image person, like uh, word, pictures, you know, images yeah. in my mind. That really helps me a lot. And so as I was thinking about gathering, we shifted gears from one setting to another on Sunday. So we had our, our time of worship together. And right. then a good chunk of people remained because mm-hmm. it was our equip leadership training, which is our serve teams, yep. our serve team leaders, and those who are interested in being on the serve team. And, mm-hmm. of course, then staff as well, which a lot of us are also serve team leaders. So, yeah. I mean, in that regard. So, yeah. so we stayed and we had lunch. And then I shared a, kind of a, a vision for – or not kind of. I shared a vision yes. for for um, our volunteer leadership and to help equip them. And then you all broke up into smaller groups to talk about specifics. And here's the word picture that that I can share with you guys because I can't put it up on a screen for you like I did at the meeting. And that is for you to imagine a net, right? Like a net, not like a flimsy little butterfly, little net thing, but like like a hardcore, like thick net with knots that connect them to pieces like what a deep sea you know, fishermen would use use, like to, to gather up huge amounts of whatever they're trying to catch, you know, like, Mm -hmm. um, like, so that one, one of those like nets, that's just intense. And the purpose of a net is, is for it to gather something up and then to hold it together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it's to gather it up and hold it together and so that was something i really wanted our volunteers to see and understand is that each person plays a role in that net you can almost look at a net you know it kind of becomes like one little section is knotted up to another and then another and another and we all each are part of that net we and so if there's a weak part of that net that's where it's going to bust out Right, yep, yep. a whole a whole section of the net could be really really strong, but there could be a weak area, and that's I kind of threw that out there for the uh, serve team leaders. Yeah, you guys of the teams, and I was like, look, if there's a if you feel like there's a weakness or a disconnect, that's for you as serve team leaders to help do your part to strengthen. Um, as far as your certain areas or ministries or things that you have going on, and so you know we're gonna. This is, we're going to keep talking about this. Um, you know, I don't know how many people are, but I am, I've been doing just a lot of side writing, I guess you could say, when I'm not working on messages and, you know, like we've, we're having a night of uh, prayer. Well, tonight we're having a prayer night, which it'll already have happened by the time this, this airs. But um, I'm doing a lot of writing, but I'm doing some side writing about this. Um, I think, I don't know yet because I could change my mind, but I'm also, I'm almost thinking about, you know, normally we go from one series right into the next. Yeah. And I'm almost thinking about between each series we do in this coming year mm-hmm. that I come back to gather and knit. So I might, I might end up talking more 
in depth about the net as a message after, for the entire yeah. congregation after we finish this Roman series that we're about to start. That would so, be cool. Yeah, and I think that's a really intentional way to keep this before us as a mm-hmm. church and so that it doesn't get lost or doesn't just become like inside talk. Yeah. Like where it's just the staff and maybe leadership, you know. Yeah. And and it just kind of melts away. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm considering that. So to see if, if that's something that we might want to do. Um, because how else do you keep that in front of people? You have you know? to. You have I mean, to keep how it. else do you keep that vision cast yeah. if you're not throwing it out there to go back to the net? Um, cast. Vision. Throwing it out there. Yeah. Net. Yeah. That uh, works. There's so much. There's so much in there. Um, Romans chapter 12, verses 4 and 5. Uh, you want to read it to us, Josh? Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we have so many from one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Mm-hmm. What's that? Read, read that last part again. And each. And each member belongs to all the others. That I remember the first time I read that, and I was like, "Oh wow!" Like that to me, that was really the first time I I fully understood like the body of Christ, like what that really looks like. Because it's one thing to be like, oh, I'm the arm or I'm the leg or, you know, I'm the mouthpiece because I talk a lot. Like, But like to go to realize that we belong to each other. It's almost like doesn't matter what your part is, what mm-hmm. your role is. Um, it's that we belong to each other. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's that's the strength of the body is that we remember we belong to each other. And they all have to work in sync to yes. be a living organism. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's just something that I, I wanted us to, um, I shared with our, our at our equip uh, leadership training, and and that I want us to to be thinking about as a church. And and I sh- I share this with you, listener, and you might be a, you know, a vol- on a serve team or a serve team leader, or you know, in regard to the net, there's not there's not any person or position in regard to the porch community church that's not part of the net it's not like oh there's the net and then over to the side is the lead pastor or there's the net and over to the side is the ministry our ministry board of elders like no no we're each and every one a part of the net yeah um josh doesn't have his little tech team net right right mm-hmm. um and then you just have your people and you do your thing and then and that's it um you could do that, but then you're not a part of, of the larger the organism. Right. And then what happens is, is things get messy, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, if everyone's a part of the same net, you can tell when there's a, a weak spot or something or something that needs yeah. attention. Yeah. So you can service the net as a whole mm. as opposed to every every little random net yeah. having to you don't realize that there's something wrong until you try to use it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny that you say that because one of the things on my to-do list is I'm, I'm really, I'm going to start doing like some reading and research on like net making and what that look like and why and how yeah. you have to maintain it and that yeah. kind of stuff. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to nerd out on that. So, so you're going to have a net on stage when this <laughs> becomes a... I'm going to learn to make a net. I'm going to make a giant net and bring it... That would be kind of cool, You actually. never know. I might. I might. I might. Um, and so I guess I really, just because this is so much on the forefront of my mind, and I know there were some people that could not be there for uh, our equip training, uh, 
and uh, or those who are still going, well, what does this mean to gather? What does this mean to be a part? Um, this is just a continuing conversation of what that means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I know that I'm, I'm <laughs> I know we will even as you know when we share when a new podcast an episode comes out you know this would be something we will share and say hey episode 112 it Mm -hmm. shares a little bit more about why why we gather and what that looks like so yeah um so that's 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 where my brain is right now uh, pastorally (laughs) um is is doing my part to help us gather up and and be stronger together because we belong Mm -hmm. to each other yeah um, and it was really good time. It was so great to see all the people at um, at the equip uh, get together gathering, and um, just to see people's excitement and mm-hmm. and I know you know I don't know if you want to share a little bit of your perspective as a team leader uh, coming out of that meeting. Just what did that kind of speak to you or encourage you? Um, it really just show it reiterated on how passionate. Mm. Uh, people in our church that serve are Mm -hmm. and how they do care how the church operates and and how we do things because they want to do it with excellence Mm. just as much as us as leaders yep yep and and we can forget that yeah we're not well that and i know um it's kind of one of the traits of all four of us on staff is that you know we this is the way we'll take care of it (laughs) yeah but then But then yet this past Sunday you go, oh, no, these people want to be just as involved as I am. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. They actually probably have a better idea than I do. And (laughs) and it's my responsibility to equip them to Mm -hmm. let them do more. That's right. It's not not my job to make it easy for them to Mm -hmm. volunteer. It's to equip them to be able to do what God is leading them to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like um, I kicked off the the equip meeting with the statement, I'm having to fight the urge to kind of apologize for having this meeting right after church on a Sunday, and I know you're busy, and da-da-da-da-da, but I'm not, because I'm not apologetic. Like, this is, we need this. It's mm-hmm. important. And that's the same thing, you know, in our role to equip people, it's, uh, it's not like, hey, can you help me out? You know, I'm sorry, but could you maybe? No, no, it's like, hey, we got something going on here. Would you like to be a part of this? Because it's incredible. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the whole thing, you know. It's about shifting to an expectant mindset. Yes. Not only with the spirit, but also with people. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah, nothing... expecting that they want to be a part of yeah. it. And yeah, and there's nothing wrong with expecting things of people. Heck no. And that that's something you kind of have to hammer into people mm-hmm. in this generation. And I think that's a sign of genuine relationship. Yes. Um, you know, that... You ex- you have expectations of people, and they of you mm-hmm. when you have real relationship with mm-hmm. them. Yeah, I mean that's just what it is. And so, if you don't have expectations, or you don't want to have someone have expectations of you, check your your uh, your relationship status there. And I'm talking friendships, connections, you know, who you who you say you love, you know, that kind of thing. Is if you don't want to have expectations, then you're not really invested. Yeah, and and thinking of the tech team specifically is if if i have to make it super easy for you to want to be there yeah then it's you not, don't really want to be here no no you're just checking a box yeah and yeah. the way what you're just saying is like you 
we need to examine all of our relationships with mm-hmm. people that way. Mm-hmm. If all if all we're doing is a one sided accommodation, mm-hmm. they're not. That's real. not a genuine. That, that's not a genuine relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. Very true. Um, so I think I think we'll kind of put a peg there. Yeah. What does that mean? Didn't we look that up one time? What does it mean to put a peg in it? Yeah, it's it's some kind of like building term. Okay. It's yeah. like a wooden nail. Okay, there you go. I think I remember us looking that up, didn't yep, we? Yep. Yeah. Um so we will continue this conversation as we go forward. Um we're kicking off a new series. Yeah, Romans eight. Yeah, so originally <laughs> this was gonna be a, a seven week series on the entire book of Romans and just I, the further I got into it, I was like this is impossible. It would be an overview. It would be seven weeks of an overview, yeah. which... I've never seen anyone try to tackle Romans yeah, in that short it was, amount of time. Yeah, it was just nuts. And so, and not like, not that we couldn't do more weeks, but we also, I don't know, I, I really don't know why we didn't. I, I've never the, gone more than, I think, a 10-week series, um, but we were also looking at the calendar as far as, like, Easter and things like that. Yeah, so, well, and you... And this is kind of how the sausage is made because we have to, like, we have to take into account the patterns of people. Yes. In this day and age. Yes. And the pattern of people is that they can't handle <laughs> or aren't interested into committing to something longer than seven to eight weeks. Yeah. And then there's the whole psychology of, oh, I'm going to go check this church out. Oh, they're in week six of yeah, a 20-week yeah, thing. I've that, already that missed the first six, so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that plays into it. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's like your favorite TV show, right? Mm-hmm. Or a show that you really like. If you miss the start oh, of the heck no. show, you're, you're, you're no, done. I'll wait till the whole thing's done and they bring then, it back out or and something. And then binge it. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So we have to take into account people's con- consumption habits mm-hmm. and interaction habits. Mm-hmm. And yep. I... In this day and age, I'd be super nervous to do anything longer than that because of people's mm-hmm. consumption habits. Yeah, I th- yeah. I think it deserves the time. The yeah, content oh yeah, deserves it for sure. I just don't think we could give it justice yeah. with the people with a church, a human society, American human society, <laughs> with its <laughs> consumption habits and yeah. interest habits yeah. right now. We'd have to break it, like, you'd have to do Romans 1, six weeks. Romans 2, right. six Which, weeks. Which, in effect, we're starting with, honestly, we could have said this is a, a series on Romans 7 and 8, because you cannot talk about Romans chapter 8 without talking about Romans chapter 7, just by the mere fact that the very first word of Romans chapter 8 is therefore. And then you got to know why it's What's it there for? <laughs> so, um, so... Though people might go, you're going to spend seven weeks on one chapter. Uh, trust me, after just this Sunday's message, you'll understand why. It's it, a lot. <laughs> so this is this chapter. I've sat in. Um, I've sat in several Romans chapter eight, and sometimes it's um, big block text. And then I've sat in two of them where it is literally verse by verse. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, yeah, I've, I'm not necessarily expository as well. Let's okay, expository. Nowadays, people thinks it means verse by verse. That's not expository. It it can be. 
expository just means it exposes the intent or the understanding of what was written. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's verse by verse expository. Um, but then there's also uh, meaning. Uh, instead of basically word by word, it's meaning by meaning um, or intent by intent um, with highlighting certain words. Um, I'm not really, I'm not a verse by verse expository teacher. Um, I think it's probably cause that's just, that's not how I learn. Yeah. Um, so, but I've, I've definitely, I've, I've sat under, um, verse by verse and, and others, uh, more like thematic, um, which, you know, when you look at your Bible, um, you know, you'll see like the headings over different sections and stuff. And they kind of cover different themes, or you can see where there's a thought change and stuff like that. That's kind of more where I, how I go with my teaching. Um, but it's funny because for this first week, I don't know if funny is the right word, but um, I'm doing kind of an overview of chapter seven with a little bit of sprinklings of chapters one through six. And then I'm doing a, I mean, a verse by verse um, on the first two. Actually, I would say the first four words and then a phrase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, which just tells you that's why it's a seven-week series on one chapter of the Bible. So, um, but I'm very much looking forward to it, and um, I think it'll be good. And it'll be good for our people. You know, we did a series in the Old Testament not too long ago, so now we're here. We are in the New Testament, mm-hmm. doing a part of the one of the books of the Bible. So, um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Anything yep. else you wanna? Throw out um, there for us. We've got stuff coming up. Uh, stuff to gather. Uh, our women's ministry is having their first event this month. Yeah, uh, on the 20th. Yep. And mm-hmm. it's going to be uh, a dinner and s'mores and worship time. Give me s'more Jesus. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. that. I think I think it's great. And I've seen a lot of good response to it. Yeah. And then I did mention um, for you all... To, for, for you to pray. So this weekend, the 12th through the 15th, um, our high school girls from the area, from the community, are on their Christmas walk. And a lot of people from our church um, are serving. And then next weekend, the 19th through the 22nd, is our boys' Christmas walk. Again, we have a lot of guys um, that are part of our student ministry that are on the walk and then a lot of people that are serving as well. Yes. So pray for those two weekends because they, they have an impact on not just not just the students, but um, for those who make a recommitment to Christ or say yes to him for the first time, like really, um, they have an impact on their families. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a big thing. So be praying for that um, as you think about it. And then our community groups are kicking off officially this week because yep, our yep. porch kids are back. So everything's kind of... The wheels are starting to turn again. Spring semester has started. It has begun. So, um, Thanks, listeners, as always, for being a part of, of this and for your encouragement to me and Josh when we hear from you about about the episodes that, that we uh, produce and the content that we share with you. Um, it means a lot to us. Mm-hmm. encourages us to, to keep on going. And, um, Josh, thank you always for what you do. Uh, your you, ministry you. is is very helpful uh, to all of us. So we look forward to seeing you guys on Sunday as we gather together in worship. And we look forward to talking to you again soon. You guys have a great week. See you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you 
live into the remaining 167 hours of your week. <laughs>